whole being longs for you. In a dry, parched land where there is no water. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth is nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the spirit of my heart. And my portion forever. Sing it. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Well, good morning and thank you for joining us today. My name is Sean Lee and I'm the lead pastor here. Uh, for those of you who are visiting for the first time, uh, thank you for joining us. And also for those of you watching online, uh, thank you for being us with us today as well. Um, so we are continuing in our series, The Chase, today. If you joined us last week, we asked the question, are you listening? Uh, are you listening? What are you listening to? And are you actively trying to hear from God? I think that was the really the question, are we putting ourselves in a position where we're actually hearing from God? Are we trying to hear from Him? And what are we doing to do that? I challenged us uh, to set aside some time. I don't know if any of you did that this last week, but set aside time, get away, get in some quiet, pray, and then write down, you know, what is God telling me? Hopefully you guys had time to do that or made that a point. Um, but it's always encouraging to me and surprising to me when I do that. When I actually take time and just sit and relax and, and really wait. I think that's the other thing that, that's hard for us. It's hard for us to wait. We're in a culture where we get what we want, when we want it, as soon as we want it. And this idea of, of waiting on God and listening to God is, is kind of a foreign concept in some ways. So we're going to continue today in this series. Does anybody here, um, are you constantly saying sorry? Does anybody here always saying sorry? Do we have any, like, I'm always saying sorry, even if it's not like the weather's bad and you'll say, I'm sorry, even though you have like no control over this. Like this is, so this is my wife to a T, all right? And I told her I was gonna, I was gonna say this. My wife, she will say sorry whether she has any, any stake in it or not. It could be something has nothing to do with her. She's gonna apologize for it. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And it's funny because while I was planning this, I just wrote down, I'm like, I'm gonna use my wife as an, as an example. And, and literally within like 20 minutes, I texted her I was drinking a lot of water last week, and I'm like, I'm getting so annoyed, I'm having to go to the bathroom every 10 minutes, I can't get any work done. And she texts back, sorry. <laughs> like, and I just start cracking up. I'm like, I literally just wrote this in my opening, like, I'm gonna say something about her always saying sorry. And literally, within 20 minutes, she says sorry. So I just, I just had, it, I was just laughing, and then I wrote her, and I said, I'm, said, this is perfect. This is going to be, make the story even better because I can say that you, you literally made my point right here. Which, by the way, um, today is our 12-year wedding anniversary. So happy anniversary, babe. I know you guys are all thinking, like, 12 years? What did you get married when you were 15? But we're, we're older than you think we are. But anyways, to say the least, while maybe not all of us are quick to say sorry, uh, the element of saying sorry or asking for forgiveness is a part of any healthy relationship. Being willing to say, acknowledging I did something. 
And so uh, this week, the pastors, we got together again, hopped in the car, and we started to look at this idea of repentance and confession. What does that look like, and how does that play a part in our relationship with God? So let's take a look at this first video. <laughs> well, repentance is a funny thing. It's like uh, this word that we use in Christendom, that sort of uh, represents a religious act, mm. yeah. um, but it kind of stays in the religious zone. Well, yeah, it's safe there. You don't have to really engage it. Right. And the current climate of our society um, moves in the opposite direction of repentance because repentance means you're actually taking responsibility <laughs> for, for <laughs> wait, something. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I think we need to take a pause there. With personal responsibility? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, what do you do with that? In fact, we like to shift any uh, anything, the blame, the, the reasoning towards something else. Yeah. And that flies in the face of a repentant heart, you know? Repentance isn't, isn't necessarily just being like, oh, God, I'm sorry for that. An act of repentance is actually like, turning from that and stopping doing it right <laughs> like, yeah. turn around <laughs> right if he's right behind you, you right know? right right well yeah i feel like sean you mentioned you know repentance is a turning away from something right and that is absolutely true i think part of the problem is is we don't acknowledge that there is something that we have in order to turn away oh, yeah. from it you know we want to kind of keep pretending it's not really there or it's not really that bad. Right, yeah. It's, you know, I don't need to completely repent of this. Right. Because it's not right. terrible. The mess right. in the closet that none of your guests see. Yes. The room that you shut off so <laughs> that nobody sees. We don't go in there. That's my whole house. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I just don't let anybody in. <laughs> but you know what? That's yeah, a good... That's uh, what to say. There's a, that's a good point. Uh, that's right. You don't let anybody in. Exactly. Why? In your life. Because... because I got it all You're trying to keep the mess off. right exactly. afraid, afraid of judgment because if you or... saw my mess you wouldn't like me mm. yeah this series is called the chase right yeah. and it's all about the relational connection with God the pursuing of God and how he chases after us and the bottom line is you can't get there unless you are willing to trust God yeah. and be vulnerable with him with right. your stuff and we you know, we see this going all the way back to the garden, right? I mean, what do they do mm, yeah, when right, right. when they sin against God? They hide. They hide. Right. Right? And we do the same thing. Right. We're more sophisticated than fig leaves. <laughs> Are we, though? But barely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the way we hide it is pretty pathetic. Yeah, it's kind of like the kid that sits in the middle of the room and closes his eyes. Yes. And says, no one can find me because right. my eyes are closed. Right. It's funny. Yeah. Jude, likes to, <laughs> Jude will hide behind a chair and he'll just go like this. Right. Yep. <laughs> I think if we I can't do that. see you, then you, you can't, can't see, see me. <laughs> we do that oh, and yeah. we move, like, we move yeah. on with our life and we have these things that are, God's already forgiven us. But, right. but the thing is, is like, they're still there in the background and they're influencing us, right? Yeah. And it, it, we see that when we don't 
recognize those things and repent of those things, we bring them into our other relationships. Right. We yeah. bring them into our marriage. Right. We bring them into our friendships. Yeah. We bring them into every other relationship. Yeah. And then wounding ends up happening right. as a result. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like um, repentance and all that, because you, you said something there, God has already forgiven us. Mm-hmm. Theologically, we know that's true. Right. Uh, you know, if you ask me that, I would say yes. But practically, we don't live that way. Right. And and the but the other side of that is, when we repent and we kind of accept the forgiveness that's already been offered to us, it changes us. It my confessing of the ways I've fallen short of God, it doesn't change God's mind about me, mm. but it changes how I relate to God. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that we spend time reflecting on God show me what is keeping me from you these are the things that I've done that I know have hurt our relationship and and it but it changes me not God yeah that's good uh, if you have your Bibles with you or your phone or whatever you look it up go to Psalms 32 for us we're going to start in Psalms 32 today we're going to look at verses uh, 1 through 5 and then go on from there. So let's, let's do this. Verse 1, starting verse 1, it says, Blessed is the one. You can read this as, What joy? What joy is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered? Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. In verse 3, it says, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as, the heat, as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. And there's two phrases uh, I'm going to stick on for a little bit here, really that stand out to me. Is the first one is, when I kept silent. It says, when I kept silent... What happened? I wasted away. When I kept silent, I wasted away. Write this down. Hiding sin leads to inward turmoil. Hiding sin leads to inward turmoil. Maybe you've, you've felt this before. There's something that you've, you've had going on and you're, you're hiding it. You're saying this isn't a problem. And it just continues to, to fester. It continues to fester. I love the idea, uh, the, the visual there of, you know, this wasting away. My strength has been sapped. I mean, how many, like, in, obviously it's cold out right now, w- weird, but, you know, when it's 88 degrees, you're out doing yard work, and all of a sudden, you're just, you're just beat. You know, this, I, this, this, you're just, can I just go in? I just want to take a shower. I just want to, you're just beat. And there's this, there's this feeling when we're hiding something, that it does that. It, it, it's almost like, uh, like a depressive state, no matter what you do, it's just there. It's always there. It's like a it's like a weight on your back. And I think that a lot of times we don't think about this, but our sin, are the things we do, have spiritual implications. What 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 we do in our lives has an effect on us and how we go about our days. I think about, for some reason I got this visual, it took me back to like grade school and this kid had left a carton of, a little carton of milk in his desk and he put it in the back of his, of his desk and at the end of the year we were like cleaning our desk and we found it and it was like, 
oh, so that's what's been smelling. And it's like, you can see it, it's like expanding. Like, it's like, you're like, oh, man. And everyone's like, just throw it away. Like, no, let's open it. And I'm like, no, you don't. And it was, and <laughs> you're just like, and so we, you know, we got into the sink, and we, we opened it. It's like this, you could almost like see this like green gas just like coming out. It, it's just gross. But the, it, I think of this, it's like a great visual, though, of this thing that like in and of itself like could have been disposed of so easily and would have been fine or could have been used, and now it is just rotted. And I think a lot of us, we have those things in our lives that have just been sitting there festering that we've never given to God. We've never acknowledge them, and they're just sitting there curdling, <laughs> for better lack of word. It's like, it's just there. And as we move on in this verse, so when I kept silent, when we keep silent, there's this, there's this turmoil, there's just this uh, withering away. But what happened? Right after that, it says, then I acknowledge my sin to you. So we have this, this was going on. When I kept signing this happened, but then, then I acknowledged my sin to you. It, and there's, a, there's something with this. This isn't like telling God something he doesn't know. Like, he, he knows about it already. <laughs> it's, it's not a matter of, well, if I don't tell God this, he's not going to know about it. No, he knows about it. It's, a, it's, it's an element of you coming to him and confess, like, okay, let's, let's talk about this. This is for us. And it shows God that, that we care enough to come to him with our issues, with our stuff, with our shortcomings. You know, there's, there's, I think CR mentioned in the video, there's this relational element to all of this. It's not like you're going to surprise God, like, well, God, all right, so I was at school the other day, and I said a word that I'm not supposed to say, and I know you don't know about it, but I'm going to let you know about it now. No, he, he, knows, he knows about these things. He knows about everything that's going on. This is, it's, a, it's a matter of having communication, uh, an open relationship saying, I, I realize I've done this, and I'm, I'm bringing it to you. I think of First uh, John so 1, verse 9. It says, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, it will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. In that first part, that first section, when I kept silent, we're talking about there's a weight. There's something that we're carrying that we're not confessing. And in, and in this confession, you could think of it as a release. There's a, there's, a, there's a release there. A weight is being lifted, saying, okay, God, I am, I'm giving this to you. I'm acknowledging this. I don't want to be bound by this. I don't want this to be to get in the way of our relationship. And so in confession, we see that confession leads to repentance and forgiveness. By confessing, we, th this is setting us up, confession leads to repentance and forgiveness. The mark of, of a healthy relationship, and you think about this, any relationship you have, if you keep something from that other person, how strong is that relationship? If you, if you can't go to some, uh, uh, you know, uh, your spouse or a friend, if, if you can't say something, how, how strong is that relationship? This act of confession is setting up and, and really allowing us to have a relationship with God that is open and honest. 
being willing to say, you know, I, I screwed up. And we all screw up. That's the thing. And I, I was joking with Pastor Jason before today. I'm like, I really want to make sure this message isn't just like, all right, we're terrible people. We've messed up. You've messed up. We all just need to go and confess and, and be somber. And I don't, I don't want it to be that. What I want this to be is, is an acknowledgement that there are some things that we have in our life that is degrading our relationship with God, is degrading our relationship with other people. And if we aren't acknowledging these things, these roadblocks that are getting in the way, then we are not going to have the relationships that we desire. And so I think about this. What, what are barriers to confession? What are barriers to us acknowledging this to God? I, I, I think one of the main things that stand out to me is, is shame and fear. Shame and fear. We're, we're just, we're ashamed of it. We don't, we, we don't even want to acknowledge it. We, we joked about like the, the room in the house that has all the mess. Like, you know, you got your friends coming over. All right, we're going to throw all of our mess in that one room. Get it, get it, shut the door. They won't know it's there and it'll be fine. And I feel like we've done that. We've done that in our lives. We've done that with our walk with God is we have this closet that we know about. God obviously knows about, but we're pretending that it's clean and everything's fine. And we'll just throw, oh, that goes in the closet. That, pack it away, that goes in the closet, put it in, and keep moving on. But like I said, this, this shame, this fear will keep us from getting closer to God. It creates, it does create a barrier. And by doing this, we don't confess because we're afraid of being punished or afraid of, of looking bad or, or anything else. And what I want you to know today is that we can confess and not be condemned. You can confess and not be condemned. You can open that closet door, you can let it out, and you won't be condemned. And I think some of us, it, it's hard for some of us to, to picture this because we relate to God how we relate to, to other people. We think about, well, that one time I was honest with somebody and it hurt me. This one time I thought somebody was my friend and I told them something difficult and I, I actually had that conversation, and they, they left. They befriended, they, they, they left me. They didn't defriended, not befriended. And, and we, we project that onto God. God, you're not, you're not big enough to take this. Because other people can't handle it. Obviously, you can't handle it. But you need to know that today. We can come to God honestly. That, this is what I love about Psalms. We, we, we've talked about this before. It's like you see David and some other people, but mainly David coming and just burying himself. It's like, here I am, my frustrations, my things I'm angry about, the things I've done. We're going to hit on Psalm chapter 51 earlier. He had just slept with Bathsheba and done all these terrible things. I mean, it's like he is out in the open, everything and he's just being honest with God. And I love that. I mean, we, we all have those things that we're, we're afraid of other people knowing about us. Like, well, if you knew this, you probably wouldn't talk to me. Or if you knew what I did 20 years ago, you probably wouldn't be looking at me the same way you're looking at me now. And, and we... We make those things something that keeps us from getting close to other people, getting, really keeps us getting closer to God. 
Because now we look at God and saying, there's no way you can love me because of this. I think some of us ask, like, is there a limit to God's forgiveness? Because if there is, I've probably hit it. Or it's one, you know, we have those reoccurring things. Well, I, I said I was sorry for it like 20 times already. I did it again. <sighs> is he going to stop forgiving me? <laughs> that, that sin that just keeps kind of coming back and you just can't ever quite get over it. And you're like, well, I'm just going to stop asking for forgiveness because I can't stop this. And I feel bad every time I do this. Like, is there, is there a limit? How many times can I ask for forgiveness for the same thing? I heard a, a thing in a, a message from uh, Tim Keller that stood out to me. I think it is really strong for us. He said, God doesn't forgive based on the purity of the repentance, but based on the purity of the work on the cross by Jesus. I want to read that again. God doesn't forgive based on the purity of the repentance, but based on the purity of the work on the cross by Jesus. And as much as we want to have a heart that is truly repentant, a heart that is truly coming to God. It is the power of the cross and what Jesus did on the cross, that is the main thing. That's what, that's what it's based on. It's based on what Christ did for us. And so for us today, what, what have we been holding back? And this is tough. I, I, I was thinking through... Again, I tried to be very transparent with you of, you know, every week working through these things. Like, all right, I'm going to get up here. We're going to talk about this stuff. And there's some potentially really deep and tough wounds that a conversation like this can bring up for some of you. Some of you, there, there may be things that are just really hard. And I don't want to speak on that lightly. Like, oh, you know, all right, well, I lied to my parents. And, you know, there's like potentially some really hard things that we all have to address. And so I was thinking through even in my own life, what are things that I'm not giving to God? Where are places that I'm not letting him in? What is that door that I'm shutting off? And how is that impacting my relationship with him? Do I trust him enough to be, to be honest with us, with him? You know, what, what have I been holding back? And I think some of us, we can get to a point where those things aren't even affecting our lives anymore. It's, it's like we've forgotten about it. We're like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to deal with it. But some of us have brought these things into relationships, our current relationships. And so it's not even just our relationship with God. It's our relationship with others and how we interact with other people. And then it's this cycle that we have of blocking off, self-protecting, blocking off. And, we, and the reason why I'm even talking about any of this, we're talking about the chase, this pursuit of God. And if we are truly pursuing God, this is something that's going to hinder our relationship with him. If we're not honest with him about what's going on, if we can't go to him about, about this stuff. And so that's in realm of, of confession, and we, now we move into repentance. All right, what's, what's repentance? We were joking about just saying, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry very flippant. We can just say, I'm sorry. And I think a lot of us think of repentance as that. All right, well, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have this prayer and I'm going to be really intentionally say, I'm sorry, God. All right, I repented and, and we move on. But as I said in the video, repentance is truly, it's an, it's an act of turning. It's an act of turning away. So confession, we acknowledge to God 
Repentance is that action step. There's, a, there's an actual action that comes with repentance. Acknowledging I'm, I'm on, I'm on a, a path I don't want to be on. And this path is not beneficial to my relationship with God. And then turning. And I, I love that visual I shared with the group uh, in our pre-service huddle. This idea that, you know, we are focused on something, we're heading a certain way, and we know it isn't what we should do. And instead of going that way, I'm, I'm going to actively turn 180 degrees around, and I'm going to focus on God. We must acknowledge the things that we chase that are not honoring to God, and we must repent of those things. And even saying that line, you know, I think of, like, this demanding, like, authority figure, like, you must repent. Say you're sorry. You've done wrong. Admit it. Like, it's not that. Instead, we should see it as acknowledging what we are chasing or pursuing that is, that is contradicting our relationship with God and turning to align ourselves to God, turning away from those things. I was thinking about, you know, I, I mentioned like heading in, in a direction we didn't want to go. Um, so Bethany and I, I think we were dating at this point. I think we were dating. I don't think we were married. We used to love to go to Hocking Hills. And we had hiked to one of the falls. I forget what it was. And it was like a two and a half mile hike or something like that. And so we'd, we'd hiked it. We got to the falls. We're there. And me, I'm like, you know, if we take this other way, we can get back quicker. That was a bad idea, but. So I was looking at the map, right? So I looked at the map, I'm like, well, you know, this road, if we took that. And so I literally convinced Bethany, I'm like, hey, that was annoying. I don't want to go all the way back through hiking and all that stuff. So I was like, why don't we do this? Like, this road, if we take this and then turn here, it should get us right back to Old Man's Cave. We can hop in the car. We can leave. So we start, <laughs> it was so stupid. Uh, looking back on it now, it's like, and dangerous. We, we go by, like, the side of the road. Like, we go up by the road because I was like, yeah, it, it was we can skip all this. And so we start walking. And during, the, during this, you know, I, we're walking. And it, it's like, if you've been to Hocking Hills, there's like a lot of ups and downs. And it's not flat. So even this was still tiring. But at least it was flat. So I was like, all right, we're good. We're going to get back. We get attacked by ladybugs. And we have all these other things happening. And Bethany's like looking at me like, where are we? Are we going to get back? So, you know, she, she's like thinking I'm ridiculous. But I'm thinking, like, I'd already started us in this direction. I'm like, there's no way we're turning back now, right? We're just we're going to own it. I'm, we're going to get back. And we just kept going and going and going. And there's this, uh, in talking about this repentance, I should have repented and turned back. Like, that's what I should have done. But instead, we just kept walking and walking. And we finally get to, <laughs> I don't know what stop. It was some random stop. And we were completely on the other side of where we needed to be. And so we get to this other stop, and... I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. And so here I am. I'm like eyeing all the different people. And I'm like, who could we bum a ride off of? <laughs> so I'm like, so we're at this stop. And I see this family with a van. And I'm like, oh, maybe. This. So I like go up. I'm like, hey. So my girlfriend and I, we were walking. I was like, could you drop us off at Old Man's Cave? <laughs> and, but again, it's like one of those things. If I just would have turned back, if I would have owned up to my stupid idea, if I would have acknowledged the, the wrongs of my ways, I would have saved myself a lot. Not to mention, because of all of that, now Bethany is suffering. She's like, you should have seen, we didn't have water or we were all out of water, so she's just like, I'm thirsty, 
and I felt terrible. I mean, to this day, it's kind of, it's very laughable what we went through. And then the car ride was super awkward. You know, we're in this like van with people that we don't know and the kids are like looking at us <laughs> in the seat and we're like, thanks, really appreciate it. And we get out, I'm like, can I give you any gas money? They're like, no, I'm like, okay, bye. And I just think like, as, as much as it's a funny story, it's, it's good. Like it really does represent in a lighthearted way what can happen when we don't repent? Because my pride, I didn't, because of my pride, I didn't acknowledge that I was wrong, or at least until it was too late, and it was obvious you're wrong, you know, duh, <laughs> kind of on the other side. But it affected Bethany. Now Bethany is more tired than she would have been, and we're out of water, and we're in the sun instead of being in the shade, and now we're having to be in this weird car and they could have been crazy people. And luckily they had, like I said, I, I got people with kids so I didn't think they would like take us or anything. But it's still, it's like, now I'm getting those people. Those people are having to go out of their way for this, this random 20 year old that's asking for a ride. Like it affects other people. The things that we do have implications beyond just our own personal spiritual journey with God, but it, it, they affect other people. So what do, what do we do with this? My last point is this, confession and repentance brings us to a closer relationship with God. And that's really what the heart is in all of this. This is not a matter of saying you're wrong and do it this way and, and you should be, you know, uh, just somber and, you know, get, get over your sins and all these, it's, it's, not, it's not that. It's if we are honest about wanting to be closer to God, if we truly desire to have a relationship with him, then confession and repentance are a key part of that. It's like, you know, today's our anniversary. Thinking through, it's like we've, Bethany and I have been through stuff, you know what I mean? Like, we, you all have, I mean, we, we, all have, we all have our journey, but it's like if, if, we, if we are being honest with each other, that's going to, that's gonna keep our relationship uh, limited that trust isn't gonna be there, and it's, it's gonna affect it. And, and this is the same way with our relationship with God. If we aren't willing to confess and come to him, and at the same time repent, be, not just verbally say it, I mean, what if you, you, know, you, you do something all the time to a friend, you hurt them, and you say, oh, I'm sorry, and then you just keep doing it? That, that speaks something. Are we willing to come to God with all that we have and be honest with him and be willing to say, God, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this so that our relationship can be good. I mentioned Psalm 51, I'm gonna close with Psalm 51 today, but this, this Psalm, I mean, you're probably familiar with it. I think it's even more powerful. I, I shared a little bit of the backstory. This is after um, David had he had slept with Bathsheba, which, which then led to him setting up uh, her husband's death and, you know, covering that up. She got pregnant. It's just, it, it, was, it was terrible. It was a terrible situation. I mean, you think of this, it's like everything bad that David could have done here on out, like he did, and he made some terrible decisions. And what I love is his heart in this 
and his desire even through that and knowing that he can still run to God. He can still run to God and be honest with him in the midst of a terrible, terrible thing. So let's read this together. Psalm 51, starting verse 1, going through verse 12. It says, this, it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. And let this be a prayer for us today as we, as we read this. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquity. And then this, this great couple of verses. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I pray that that is our heart today. God, cleanse us. Create a pure heart in us. And then lastly, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I think that's, that's, that's the beauty of this, that even in this talking about confession and maybe some hard stuff, that we have a joy in our salvation in Christ. We can be grateful for our salvation in Christ, that those things that we have done, those shortcomings that we all have does not keep us from his love, does not keep us from his forgiveness. He loves you. And he wants you to be honest with him. And he wants you to go to him. And he wants to be there. So let's be grateful for all that God has done for us. Let's be grateful that we have a God that's big enough to handle our deepest, darkest, ugliest things. And embrace us with open arms. To embrace you no matter what. Say, I still love you. I still care for you. I'm still here for you. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you so much. For your love, God, for all that you've done, for, for what you did on the cross, and because of that, we can, have, we can have joy, we can be grateful, God, of what that means for us, that we are not bound to our sin, that we are not judged because of that. We, we, are, we have a hope because of what you did on the cross for us, God. So God, I pray that each of us would be honest with you, that we'd be able to say, hey, here it is, this is me. And not only just be able to confess it, but say, you know what, I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to turn. I want to face you. I want to run after you. I want to chase after you, God. I want to pursue you. God, we love you. We thank you for all that you're doing. It's your name we pray. Amen.